Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Welcome to State of the Union Tuesday. And let me tell you, the, the, the worst part about doing what I do and, and doing the podcast and, and being active on social media as the Nun Report is having to subject myself on an annual basis to listening to this guy. The second time now, I'm going to listen to him tonight because I, I need to listen to what he says so I can actually have firsthand knowledge so I can comment on it and editorialize and, and do what I do for tomorrow's show because we will cover it. I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview of what I think they're going to talk about. I think it's pretty predictable. I think that everybody pretty much knows what they're going to talk about. I'm going to try to put a little bit of a funny spin on it and maybe a little bit of a... a, a a spin that you, you might not see other places, but but some of us can be very predictable, but I got to comment on it because I'm going to comment on a way that maybe other people won't. And maybe some people listen here before they listen, listen to other places, and that's, that's fine. But but the general theme is going to be the same. It's going to be about how great the economy is. They're going to get up there and lie and lie and lie and, and claim credit for disasters that they created, making making things better for things that they created. And we're going to get into that in depth today. As I go through the show, it's going to be on the the second half of the show on the on the flip side down, and so stay tuned. I'm going to give you my take on the state of the union, as uh, what I think is going to be said tonight, and also the actual state of the union. Before we go there, there's some uh, things that are going on and they're resurfacing. It's been tried off and on over the ages, and it was really amplified during the Obama era. And Trump got rid of it. And that is hiring based on racial quotas. And the federal government is becoming huge in it. You All you have to do is look at the, the Biden administration to see it. They say they want their administration to look more like America. But in doing so, they've completely made it look nothing like America. Because percentage-wise, they have put a huge number of groups to represent what they think America should look like or what they perceive America to be, when in fact, that's not the reality of it. And they continue to do it, and it it leaks down to all the local levels. And when you look at, I'm from the Seattle area, I know. So I'm used to looking at some of the extreme left ideology and some of the extreme policy failures that occur when you try to put in racial quotas and try to control the population based on the way you think it looks. See, these people don't care. It's not going to affect them one way or the other in the end. They believe in equality as long as everybody's equally poor, except for them, because they're, after all, they're the political class. They're the elite class. But there's some things going on up here that uh, that are just... Something else. So BIPOC studies, BIPOC groups, you know, they're, which is black indigenous people of color, because they always have to have a name for everything. Every racial group, this country is more divided since Obama took office than it has been in a couple of generations. It's, he did more to harm this country and racially divide this country than any president in history. And it's a shame because he had, he was in a position as the first black president to do a lot of good. And instead, he chose to divide. 
Why? Because he's a freaking Marxist, okay? Because that's what they do, is divide the chafe. That would be us, the peasants, while they continue to go about their way. Anyway, in an elementary school in Washington State here, they have banned white students from a safe space club. So it's not just happening in government hires and in public sector hires. It's happening in the public school system, or as I like to call them, the public indoctrination systems. A local elementary school, and this is Jason Rance reporting, great, great uh, reporter up here in Seattle. A local elementary school has, has a student club that excludes students based on their race. According to a parent, Centennial Elementary School in Olympia, Washington, established a fifth grade BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color student group that the principal says excludes white students. According to a screenshot of an email shared with the Jason Rant show on KTTH, the email, which the district has confirmed is real, shows Principal Sharon Ritter admitting the group is limited to students who identify as BIPOC. The club meets once a week during their lunch period, and the school is reportedly in the early stages for an additional BIPOC-only student group for fourth graders. Pretty soon, they're going to be separating kindergartens by their freaking race. The younger you can convince them that we should be separated by race, the better. It's unbelievable. And this was the the email that they're talking about. Uh, Good morning. Many of our elementary schools and all of our secondary schools have a student group similar to this. We have a fifth grade BIPOC student group that meets weekly during their lunchtime. Our fourth grade BIPOC group is in the early planning stages and will meet twice a month. At this time, this group is limited to students who identify as BIPOC. All right. Can I identify as a black indigenous person of color? Because apparently men can identify as women. Women can identify as men. Anybody can identify. I can identify as a freaking vegetable as I want to. Can I identify as a BIPOC person and attend this group? Other than the fact that I'm (laughs) not in grade school. So if you identify as BIPOC, you can go there. But I imagine they actually, how do they they test? You know, to make sure that you have a certain percentage of, uh, you know, pigment in your skin to allow you to come into these groups or can you just say that I am? Because there are people of color that, that look, they're pretty fair skinned actually. And there are some fair skinned people that are, that have pretty dark pigment as well. Anyway, for these students, this space allows them to hang out, check in and possibly talk about their experiences as students in the minority as they build community connections and confidence. It is primarily a safe space for them. We are exploring the possibility and interest in adding a student alley club as a few students are interested. That's uh, Sharon Reardon, the principal of Centennial Elementary School in Olympia, Washington. There is so much wrong with this and so much damage that is being done by these sorts of policies. In their effort, and, and I truly think that these woke principals and school administrators, they're not intentionally trying to do harm. They're brainwashed from the policies of their party and the leftist movement of Marxism that they actually think they're doing good. We're going to create unity by segregating. 
Unity by segregation. That's their move. That's their play. That's what they believe is true. So I don't, I don't necessarily think they're trying to do harm because they're useful idiots. They're just being used by the powers that be to spread this sort of division and hate and at a very young level. Now, obviously, there are those that also know exactly what they're doing. And they continue to do it. But they're going after our children. They're going after our children sexually. They're going after our children racially. They're trying to divide them and create divisiveness and perversion at the youngest ages possible. Don't tell me demons aren't real. Don't tell me evil doesn't exist because it does. It very much does. As far as government employees, Customs and Border Patrol protection, excuse me, Customs and Border Protection made woke BLM flyers to celebrate Black History Month. Again, another month of division, just like Pride Month. Of course, they would say, well, you have white person month every month of the year. After all, you're privileged. We need to do this because there is systemic racism, which, good grief, that is a joke. It's a never-ending loop. It is, a, it is something that they can use that can never be disputed because their definition of systemic racism is the fact that this country was founded by white people, white men. Therefore, everything that was created after that is systemically racist. It's fucking crazy. How do you dispute that? If that's the definition of systemic racism, when does it end? Anyway, Customs and Border Protection made woke BLM flyers to celebrate Black History Month. One CBP source in the Baltimore field office said some printed out the flyer and posted it on a board within the building causing a little bit of a drama because some of the names included are vehemently anti-police. This such as I'll show you the poster in a minute. The source said there is confusion at the division, at the divisive nature and the tone of it because BLM hates us. So does Maxine Waters. Kaepernick hates us too. They're anti-police advocates against the nation's largest police agency. Black Lives Matter said CBP, like other law enforcement agencies, are rooted in white supremacy and history of slave catching. And again, it goes back to my systemic racism, the, the argument they like to use. Where does it end then? It never ends. Because something that was done several hundred years ago, that's what these departments were founded on, according to BLM. Then it never ends. Then blacks are always separate. They're always a minority class. They're always a separate class. These people aren't promoting unity and equality. They're promoting divisiveness and hatred. And it's disgusting. Slave catching in the aftermath of Border Patrol agents being falsely accused of whipping Haitians illegally crossing into Del Rio, Texas in 2021. BLM perpetuated that false narrative in their press release, even though they knew it was false, even though it was proven false, even though these were people using reins on their horses like cowboys do, experienced riders had nothing to do. They weren't whipping anybody. This was proven. The claim was false. And even Joe Biden and top 
Democrat officials in his administration fell victim to the false claim that Border Patrol agents were whipping illegal aliens trying to cross into the United States illegally. And even after it was proven false, they still fired him anyway. It continues. This is needlessly divisive, and it is. Before the radical left normalized anti-white racism, and it is racism, what these people are practicing, all whites are bad, and they believe that. And that everything is systemically racist. That's racism in and of itself. The societal expectation was that no one would be discriminated against based on race, ethnicity, or skin color, but in a post-Black Lives Matter world, all white people are deemed oppressors. Since progressives believe all whites have privileges due to systemic racism, it's okay to discriminate against them, meaning it's okay to discriminate against white people because they've had it so good for so long and they're so privileged, now it's payback time. It's not about equality, it's about, it's about getting payback. For something that neither that no one alive today lived through. It's a form of karmic retribution to them, but in addition to being illegal, and it is, it's dangerous and divisive. It's illegal to separate these students based on race. It's illegal to exclude certain races from clubs in public school systems. It's illegal to hire and fire based on race, but yet it's done all the time. And it's being done more and more under the Biden administration. Here's the poster that they're talking about. Some of the things on there. Black Power, I Can't Breathe, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Maxine Waters, Colin Kaepernick, abolitionists, Black Resistance is the title of the flyer. And you can see it was printed by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. There's their little logo right there on the bottom. What if you put a poster like that out uh, supporting uh, white organizations? How do you think that would be handled by the media and whatnot? And as Tucker Carlson pointed out on his show earlier today, as far as government hires, it is, they've gone back to a racial and sexist quota system where it's no longer the best that gets hired. You're hiring into certain positions is not based on qualifications. Karine Jean-Pierre is a prime example. She checked all the boxes. She's a black lesbian woman. Therefore, you're hired. Regardless of how horrible you are at the job you do. And she's horrible. She's absolutely horrible. But Tucker Carlson, check this. So federal court hires, that's one of the big things that a president has the power to do is to appoint federal judges. It's it's a huge deal. Even if they don't know anything about the Constitution or anything else. But anyway, Donald Trump appointed more federal judges than, than any president. And fortunately, Biden's not on the same pace because there aren't as many positions to fill since Trump filled a lot of them. But the ones that they are filling are interesting. And I'm just going to let Tucker tell you about it. 
because he he tells it best. Out of 97 federal judges confirmed under Joe Biden, total number of white men, five. 22 are black women. So this is race-based hiring. It's illegal, but it's also not about looking like America. It's about punishing people. Yeah, it's payback time. Like I said, so 97 judges and only five of them were men. So you think that they're hiring based on the best qualifications or do you think that they're hiring people just because they're a woman and then more so 20 something of them were black? Now I've got nothing against female judges. I've got nothing against people of color in positions of power or being judges. If they're the highest and best qualified for the position. I believe the person who's the best qualified should get the position in life, in any part of life. In any part of life. So bridging between between what our country looks like and the State of the Union, which I'm going to be talking about here, which includes a lot of information on the economy because that is the biggest issue with the State of the Union, as well as our border, but I don't think they're going to talk about that much. They're going to focus a lot on the economy and how great it is and how they're building it from the bottom up and middle out, whatever the hell that means. With record inflation and real wages down, the people being affected the most are the bottom and the middle. But so if that's their idea of building from the bottom up and middle out, it's 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 stoned, it's high. At any rate, here's the state of the union. And this is what I mean by talking about when you hire people based on gender, identity, and the color of their skin. As Tucker says, first of all, it's illegal. But it's also a subjective thing. So how do you prove that that's, that was their basis for being hired? It's not, like it's, it's not like they're publicizing it. But it's obvious that's exactly what they're doing. Is this what America looks like? Because they say they want to have an administration that represents America. Is this, on average, if you include all people in this country, is this what it looks like? Because they're in their twisted minds, that's what it looks like. And it's sad. You think the Chinese are scared of us? <laughs> no wonder they're flying balloons all the way across our country. But enough of the balloon story. God, we beat that to death for days, didn't we? Anyway, let's go back to uh, Jen Pisaki, who actually was, although she lied, she was a good liar. And she could shoot off the hip. And she was a... Uh, she was good at her job, okay? She had to go out there day after day and defend what the administration was doing during some of their worst times. And she did it, uh, she did it well. And she didn't put up with any crap. Uh, Karine jean is a is a flea on Jen Pisaki's ass if you were to compare the two. But anyway, now she's over at MSNBC and she said this. Biggest speech of the year any president gives. But what he needs to do is tell a story. Joe Biden is an amazing storyteller. I mean, you sit in the Oval Office, Crane can tell you, and he can storytell for six hours. Storytelling. That's what the State of the Union needs to be, is, is what, what is a story anyway? Storytelling? What would be another word for it? Let me see. Mm, 
Let me just think. Let me look, go through. Uh, oh, lying. Lying. Telling stories. Remember when you were kids, your parents say, oh, you're, you're just telling stories. Meaning, you're lying. And there's Jen P. Saki right there saying that Joe Biden is a great storyteller. Of course, he's an amazing liar. He's been doing it for his entire career. Lying, plagiarizing, verbally bullying people because he was a punk as a kid. So that's what you're going to hear tonight. They're going to claim that things are better. The, the, the thing is, they created, they created the disasters and then made them a little bit better. And they're going to, they're going to try to claim victory for that. And, and, and this is just an example of it. So Jen Pisaki, of course. So Joe Biden needs to go out there and be a storyteller. In other words, he needs to go out and, and lie for the State of the Union. And then there was this. Uh, thanks, Brian. And another polling question, you know, you touched on it a little bit uh, with some of my colleagues' questions. You mentioned how the president said Friday that the state of the economy is strong. Uh, we had a poll out over the weekend, ABC News, that found that 41% of Americans say they're worse off financially now than before this president took office. How do you explain the disconnect there of why this administration Listen to this lie. about the strong economy is not getting through? Right, so... So I think I think the poll that you just uh, cited is actually consistent. So about two thirds of Americans say that their uh, their circumstances are better than uh, uh, than before. Say it either way. He lied, and he probably never even saw the poll. But it's a very long-standing poll. It's been going on for over forty years. It's a question they ask all the time in the middle of a president's term, and it doesn't change. The poll is the poll. The numbers are the numbers. But do you see what he did there? It's a little sleight of hand. And that is, so 41% of Americans say they're worse off than they were two years ago. And then he tries to say, well, that means that 59% are better off or two thirds. Which isn't true. Because the poll, when people asked, are you better off? 16%. Because that's what polls are. There's a lot of other minutia in between. 41% they were worse off than two years ago. 16% said they were better off than two years ago. Not the two thirds he's claiming, but you see what he did. And it's just another form of lying. It's deception. This was the poll. An ABC our poll. new poll this morning with the Washington Post shows significant warning signs for Democrats. More than half of the country disapproves of Biden's job performance, weighed down by significant discontent over the economy. Forty percent say they are worse off financially than they were two years ago. The most negative response to that question in nearly 40 years of our polling. And as Biden prepares for a likely 2024 re-election campaign, less than a third of Democratic voters want to see him renominate. Come on, man. Oh. And the lies continue. Oh, speaking of, 
What do you think we're going to hear in the State of the Union tonight? All right, before we go there, let's do this. Let's do this. Ultimately, the ultimate, uh, you know, the, the, the ultimate uh, test of, of an economic policy and an economic outcome is whether families feel more economic security uh, in their lives. I agree with him 100%. Do you feel more economic security in your lives? I'll tell you right now, credit card debt is higher than it's ever been in the history of this country. Highest ever. Average debt is $5,000 per person. Credit card holders. It's a lot. Some have a lot more. Some have a lot less, obviously. So does that make you feel good about your finances and safe? How are your savings doing? Are they less? How about your... uh, How about your 401k? How's that doing? How's your credit card balance doing? See, but the useful idiots out there, the people, these guys are feeding to the the people. Oh, the economy is great. It's robust. It's, It's better than it's ever been, which is all lies. So people, what, they're just using their credit cards to live, to buy eggs to buy gas. So I agree with him. The measure of an economy is whether people feel safe and secure with their finances. So do you? I don't think that most people do. But Corinne Jean-Pierre when she has a script and she's in studio or whatnot and she's not staring at a room full of people like a deer in the headlights and shuffling through her binder, um, she can actually put a sentence together without saying, um, 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 and uh, uh, I'd refer you to the White House counsel for that. When she has a prepared statement, even though it's still complete BS, at least she can put it out in coherent sentences that aren't filled with pauses and ands and uhs. So she's out there spinning, she's out there spinning the State of the Union and what they're going to talk about and how it's going to be. So we're going to go through a few clips of Karine Jean-Pierre on the State of the Union as she appeared on MSNBC. What is going to be the Republicans' plan? What are they putting forward? Right now, as I mentioned earlier, we're hearing about cutting Social Security, we're hearing about cutting Medicare. What did I tell you about lies? See, there, there's certain strategies that Democrats have used over the year to pacify their base and to, and to scare people because they, they do want to scare people. That's what they do. They talk about, they go, all right, first of all, Republicans are going after the old people, they're going after the disabled people, and they're going about after the children. In other words, they're going to cut Medicare, they're going to cut Social Security, and they're going to cut education because Republicans hate old people and children. They've been... I'm older than I'd like to say. I'm over 50. And for as long as I can remember, when you start getting memories, four, three or four years old, the Republicans say, or the the Democrats say that every year, that Republicans are going to get rid of Social Security, Medicaid, and cut education funding. It's, it's, It's a fear tactic. It's a scare tactic. And people fall for it over and over, obviously, or else they wouldn't keep doing it. 
So people need to wake up, man. It's not true. No one's going after Social Security or Medicare. Cuts to Medicare and Social Security, they're off the table. Defaulting on our debt is not an option. But neither is a future of higher taxes, higher interest rates, and an economy that doesn't work for working Americans. Debt limit debates have been used for nearly every successful attempt to reform federal spending in living history. Why? Because the problem only gets solved when both parties come to the table. We need some fiscal responsibility. We can't keep printing trillions of dollars of monopoly money and then say we don't take any blame for inflation. Biden says, oh, did you see I inherited this? The inflation was, inflation was out of control when I took office. No, it wasn't, dude. Repeat a lie often enough and loud enough and lapdog legacy media is your advocate with the American public. You brainwash a lot of people. People become mentally lazy. They won't think for themselves. They won't dig up information and make up their own minds. They just simply believe what comes out of the idiot box or whatever they type into the Google search engine. It, it, it's pretty pathetic, really. So before we continue, I do want to uh, highlight a few things that I think we're probably going to, to touch on at the State of the Union. And I, I, do not, I do not recommend that you make this a drinking game because I don't think that your local liquor stores have enough alcohol to cover this throughout the entire speech. So please don't do that. Here's some things that I think are going to be said throughout the State of the Union. Come on, man. Not joking. Look, folks, my dad, Joey, or my dad said, Joey, not hyperbole. You're going to hear that one, of course. Building the economy from the bottom up and middle out. Build back better. Scranton. He's going to talk about that. Possibly a mention of Amtrak Likely a mention of his son Bo's death, maybe over in Iraq. And watch for the lean-in creepy microphone whisper that he likes to do. Uh, if he does that, you know, you know he's on a roll because he's feeling really good. If he leans into the microphone and does his creepy whisper thing, <sighs> he's going to say, I inherited an economy in shambles. He's going to say wages are up. I've added more jobs than any president in history. We've still got work to do. Multiple forms of it's Trump's fault, of course. That's going to be littered throughout the speech. Extreme MAGAs, white extremism, equity, people of color, women, and of course, my all-time favorite, deer don't wear body armor. <laughs> or, or Kevlar. Deer don't wear, deer don't wear Kevlar. I'm going to pass an assault weapons ban. There's no reason people need to have an assault weapon to hunt deer. <sighs> Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Let's hear the next lie from Karine Jean-Pierre. Again on MSNBC regarding the State of the Union. So yes, he'll talk about the progress of the last two years. Let's not forget, we have seen uh, record wages go 
Record wages go up. Hmm. See, now here's where they are using a relativism form uh, to support their lies. They've made things so bad. And then when things improve a little bit, even though they're, they're still far worse than they were when they took office, they claim victory. Are wages up? Well, no, of course they're not because inflation is so high that real wages are down and they've been down for 21 months straight, nearly their entire time in office. Now, this or January compared to December, yes, real wages are up. A tiny, tiny bit, two-tenths of a percent. And they're claiming victory on that. Even though you can see this chart, you see all that red over there? That's that's the, uh, oops, all the red on the far side over there. Those are the real wages. They've been in the negative territory for 21 months straight. Like I said, nearly his entire term in office. All that green before that, that was Trump. So no, wages are not up because our money is worth less. Wages are down. So next lie. And we've seen gas prices go down again because of the, the work that this president had. We've seen gas prices go down because of the work he's done. Again, they created the crisis. It created astronomical, record high gas prices. And then improved a little bit and claimed victory, even though it's still 50% more than it was when they took office. And, and you know, the numbers are the numbers. There is no, you don't, you don't cook these. It is what it is. Gas prices when they took office were just a little over 240 a gallon. This is all grades combined. So premium, mid-grade, unleaded. So that's why and I think this is a more accurate chart than just looking at the, the lowest grade of fuel. And we're still up around 350. So we're up over a dollar. Like I said, another 50%. But it's down from the peak of $5. So they're claiming victory. Create the crisis. Come up with a temporary solution to make yourself look good and then claim victory. It's a, it's a tactic. It's a tried and true tactic. What about immigration? Let's take a look at immigration. Because they're, they're saying that that's down too. That... Border crossings are down. And if you look at, let me let me blow this up a little bit for you so you can see it better. If you look at November compared to if you look at you know the middle of the year, middle of last year, it is down. But look where it was when they took office. That super low spot down at the very bottom. So again, they're, they're going to claim victory on the fact that it's slightly down. So they created the, again, they created the crisis. They created the, the record numbers. By the way, it's still record numbers. Even though they say it's down, it's still the highest number ever this month ever recorded. Okay. So 
let's uh, let's get rid of that. A couple more clips for you, and then we'll we'll, we'll sum it up with the the none better take the day. The president is claiming the state of our economy is strong. But 41% of Americans think they are worse off financially than they were when President Biden took office. The most negative response to that question in the history of ABC polling. Now, if the economy is strong, why don't more Americans feel that way? Because it's been a very hard couple of years. <laughs> Look at her. She's like a Raggedy Ann doll, you know, with a dark complexion. She's just, she's just as cute as a button. Anyway, it has been a hard two years. She just said right there, well, it's been a hard couple of years. Yes, you created a hard couple of years. <laughs> that's why people, that's why 41% of the people say they're worse off now than they were two years ago. And you just confirmed it. Well, that's because it's been a hard couple of years. No shit. No kidding. Hmm. Well, at least I agree with her on that, too. So we can come to terms and, and agreement on some things. I love the little look on her face. She just, of course, it sucks. Getting video stills frozen. They always, whenever you let a, a cut happen automatically by the computer, it always chooses the worst possible face you can make. I've been victim of it uh, multiple, multiple times. But uh, this is the last clip I'm going to leave you with. Oh, maybe it's not a clip. Maybe I just took, oh, no, it is a clip. Hang on. Look, when you think about the economy, <laughs> what the president has done is transform the way we think about it, right? We used to talk about trickle-down economy. He doesn't say that. He doesn't believe in that. He believes in building an economy from the bottom up, middle out. And that's what you've seen. And I've talked a little bit. He's transformed the way people think about it. Yes, he has. He's trying to minimize expectations, eliminate exceptionality punish those who succeed because they deserve it they're evil they're bad oh yeah he's definitely changed the way that people look at finances but that doesn't change the reality of the majority of people's situation Here's the none better take of the day. You've got a government from the local level all the way up to the federal level illegally hiring people based on racial and sexual quotas. Now, they don't have a certain quota per se, but it's obviously unspoken. When you appoint 97 judges and only five of them are men, and of the other 92, 20 three of them are black women. You're obviously appointing people based on what they've got between their legs and the pigment of their skin. You've got a school district in Washington state that's having fifth grade BIPOC groups that exclude white people in the fifth grade. And they're going to have one in the fourth grade next year. Dividing people by race, by sex, by social status, by finances. All this administration has done 
is execute Marxism. They want equality for all, certainly, at the lowest common denominator. They're going to give the State of the Union tonight. They're going to march out all the lies. They're going to say that Republicans are after Social Security and Medicare. Not true. They've used that lie forever. Since I, the entire time I've been alive, I remember Democrats saying that Republicans are after old people and children. Social Security, Medicare, and education. And I don't, my entire life, I haven't seen it. I believe in like looking at things as they factually happen and historically occur. And I just don't see it. It's never happened. It's never occurred. Because they're lying. It's a scare tactic designed to pacify their base and scare those in the middle. They're going to try to claim victory for crisis that they created. High fuel prices, record illegal aliens flooding across the border. Historically high inflation, historically low real wages. They're going to say wages are up. Well, they are if you look at it from last month, but they're still, real wages are still negative 3%. Real wages have been have not kept pace with inflation and they've been negative for 21 straight months, most of this administration's time in office. They're going to claim victory on gas prices. Look, look what we did to bring gas prices down. Yeah, after your policies created a crisis that put it over $5 a gallon, now you're claiming victory at $350? When you took office, it was two. So you see what they've done. Credit card debt is at its highest than it's ever been. $5,000 per person, per credit card holder, in debt. You know, they say the sign of, uh, you know, the, the, the sign of the economy is how secure and safe people feel with their finances. So you got to ask yourself, as you're watching the State of the Union tonight, How safe and secure do you feel? How's your credit card debt looking? How's your savings account looking? How's your 401k looking? How's your grocery budget? What's in your refrigerator? Did you have to cut back? Did you have to reduce quality? How often do you get to go out to eat? What's your entertainment budget? Are you better off now than you were two years ago? Thanks for watching. This has been The Nun Report. If you're just listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, make sure to go to rumble.com slash The Nun Report. You can see all the videos and charts and silly things that I put up on here on video. You can catch me on all the socials at The Nun Report, except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. One stop, one shop. You can click into everything right there. Anyway, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.